0: Hello and welcome to the Fortnite Focus Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 28th. Joining me from a one-by-one one, as he frantically tries to turbo build, it's Zach Smith. Zach, how's it going, man?
1: Uh, it's going pretty good, man. For a Wednesday, can't complain.
0: Good old Wednesdays. Recording the podcast on Wednesdays.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so today we're going to hit on a couple, I would say, you know, pretty pretty hot hot-button issues in the Fortnite world. Um, so first off was the mech nerf. Uh, it's uh, pretty much in every way got worse. And then we're also going to talk about this change to turbo building. And then we'll talk about kind of the, the state of Fortnite and the discourse around it. And then we'll hit on some of the other updates that have come along in the last you know week and a half, two weeks. But to start... The mech nerf. This was, uh, our last two podcasts have obviously been clamoring for it. I think the entire Fortnite community has pretty much been clamoring for it. It's kind of had universal disapproval. (laughs) Uh, and it finally happened. So let me just run down some of these stats and then let me get your, your take on this. So, uh, first thing is the map icon is just permanent now. So wherever a mech, a brute, is on the map, it will be visible to all, uh, as opposed to the way it was before, where it was just visible when it was unclaimed, and then once it got claimed, it went off the map. Uh, Then some big kind of damage changes. The amount of rockets fired went from 10 to 6. The rate at which they're fired went down by 56%. Uh, You can't get materials anymore by smashing, you know, trees and whatnot. Um, the, I guess the range is the same now. They had lowered it and then brought it back up to what it was before. So range is the same. Uh, cool down is now five seconds instead of three. Um, the velocity through the air was decreased by 33%. And all the spawn rates went down too. So significant changes to the brute, um, I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is kind of a a good compromise to allow them to stay in the game, but not having the seriously game changing impact they had at the beginning of the season?
1: Uh, to stay in the game, yeah, it's a great compromise. I think that this is Epic's way of saying, "Hey, guys, we're gonna nerf this to where you're probably never gonna see them slash want to use them," but at the same time. We're definitely not removing them because you're not going to get what you want, what you complained about for, you know, what, like a month straight at this point. Um, I, I would say that we could talk about, you know, if we want to use them or not, but I would definitely say that we have seen a significant decrease in people, you know, even going for a mech on the map when it spawns now than ever, than ever before.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I am kind of, sympathetic to Epic here, even though I do, I just, I really didn't like the Macs, and I thought it was a bad decision, but as we talked about, a lot of what we like about this game is their ability to always be changing things, always be trying something new, and so this was, you know, a pretty big push, a pretty big rollout, obviously we had like the, the pretty epic Pacific Rim video that I guess kind of first really introduced the idea of of the mech. Um and you know, it was just a myth and I'm glad they've they've cut their losses, they've killed their darlings to a degree. But yeah, I mean if I were them just out of principle, I wouldn't take it out of the game. I mean I'm I imagine the work that went into making those is probably you know, probably the most significant thing other than like their early early season, you know, big map overhauls. Um but as far as something lately I imagine this is the most work that's gonna do it. So I am sympathetic toward it, and I think its role in the game is fine. It is really marginal, (laughs) but um, they're still there. I mean, part of me does wonder, too, even though they're not as good, like because there are so few, to be the one team in control of a mech might actually be an advantage at this point, even if it's significantly worse. I mean, do you think they're still worth picking up? In
1: late game, for sure. I think early game, there's really no reason to. I feel like it significantly, like, you know, puts a uh, uh, puts a, a negative effect on like how much loot you can get. Yeah, and the target on your back. Exactly. Especially if people can see you, you know, moving around in it now than before they couldn't. You can't get mats. You can't get you know. You're obviously not picking up guns and ammo while you're in it. So. I think early game, it might be a big mistake unless, you know, it's the first thing you see, like, like you pick up a pistol, you know, for instance, the first thing you saw so you can defend yourself. Um, but late game, a hundred percent. I mean, if you already have a decent amount of, you know, guns and loot and you see a mech and there's maybe like what, two, three teams left in the game and there's an untouched mech. I think, I think that's still, uh that still is quite an advantage to have.
0: Yeah, I still think,
1: I still think they're worth having.
0: I think it, It is all situational because, you know, like we, Junk Junction is where we always go and, you know, everyone, you know, we'll get, we'll get maybe one team there, but I'd say the average is probably less than one team at a time. Um, so if, if a mech, you know, if we're playing our arena trios, if a mech was coming down close enough, I still think it's worth it to have if you have the ability to also loot, you know, so say it lands by like the racetrack, grab it, pick it up, bring it to junk, loot as we would normally, but then we still have it for for whatever fight is coming. I think in that scenario, I think it's definitely still worth it. I mean, it is significantly worse in every way, basically, but it's still, I think, also more powerful than just being a player, unless you're
1: like Tfue. I would al- I would also say just with, I mean, another big topic we've talked about this season of Fortnite was all the reduced movement, you know, that there is in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Even if people can see you, like, in, but if you're far away from the circle, man, just even having the brute to, like, you know, quickly close the gap between you and, you know, where the safe zone is, is huge. So, I mean, definitely in terms of that as well, uh, I think that uh, it's definitely worth getting, especially if you're playing, like, duos, you know, and there's two people that can kind of defend themselves. Uh because I, I believe that the health is still where it was at for the Brute, if not higher now with the new update. So um, it might be where it was at already. So, I mean, it still has like a 1,000 health. So um, that's also, I think, another huge, huge bonus for it is just the movement in general. And one interesting kind of thing we were talking about before we started
0: recording is just like, the idea of the legacy of certain items uh, you had mentioned kind of the drum gun and it's sort of up and down trajectory within the community, you know, for a while it was people's favorite gun and then it was also like people hated it and then they brought it back with the, you know, we're going to unvault one gun permanently and that was the one I was voted in. And, you know, I, I think kind of the legacy of different things is interesting. And if anything else, the Mac is definitely going to be one of the most memorable things in the game for good or bad. So, I mean, where, like, you know, we were just talking about how the mech might be remembered just in, in the Fortnite community. I do think that's an interesting conversation. Uh, what do you think?
1: Uh It's probably going to be, I mean, pre nerf mech, like pre, when we first got the season started, you know, I mean, before this, basically nerf of the mech, um, it'd be probably right up there with the sword, right? Where like, it's like, never bring it back. Even if it's, like, you can do it in, like, a limited time mode, but if it's going to be, <laughs> if it's going to be back, don't put it back in the regular game. I think that's kind of what the legacy will be. Uh, I think it would be fun, and hear me out here, I think it would be really fun to have, like, a mech-only mode, maybe, where, every, where there's, sure. you know, 50, mech, 50 or 100 mechs, like, like spawn, and, you know, everyone has a battle. Yeah. You just drop drop down as a mech. <laughs> that would be That would be really cool, too. So, I mean... I think there's definitely still a fun ways for them to incorporate it in. Let me say this again: limited time modes going forward. But as for you know the original mech that came into the game, uh, the legacy of that right there with the sword man, just too overpowered, too, too, uh, too much maybe like shock right off the bat from from coming in, and players never kind of uh, let that die of how of how outraged they were right off the bat. They kind of you know stood pat with that.
0: Yeah, it was just such a bummer, and I mean I think there can be, and I'm kind of stepping on a a later conversation we're going to have, but there can be those sort of ripple effects with something like this because, you know, we were, like we've talked, I mean, we started up the podcast again, so clearly we were at, you know, a pretty euphoric state when it came to Fortnite, and we were playing it a lot again, just like the old days. And, you know, this just kind of put a damper on everything for us, I think. And so, you know, that part of it was, was a bit of a bummer, and then I feel like once that happens, then it, you know, becomes acceptable to play Fortnite less and to not be as interested in it. And so I do think in that way, it has kind of negatively affected things, at least anecdotally from, from our end.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you when you get into a game, uh, and I know that we talked about this, and you know, their whole their whole reason for putting the mech in the game was so, you know, like, uh, people that maybe aren't as good, because the skill gap has been, you know, it's been such a huge uh, topic these you know there's just these great players and you can't really be a, a brand new player to Fortnite and enjoy it let's be honest you can't just j- jump mm-hmm. into a game and you really you know just be like i'm just getting my feet wet because it's just not going to happen you're going to get destroyed every game right you basically have to do a lot of playground mode maybe but even then that doesn't get you combat ready so i think the next word is a way for people to like you know get kills and feel like they're doing something in a game of Fortnite that were new Uh but the problem was man I feel like the people using them all the time weren't exactly those those casual first time gamers because they're not exactly going to get to the mech first. You know, it's going to be these people that take advantage of it to get you know a thousand materials and kill everyone really quickly because they're good regardless whether they're in a mech or not. So, I think that portion of it uh, is kind of what really destroyed their uh, you know their their introduction to the game. So, it's all. I guess it's all something that Epic... It just all comes down to them balancing things, and it was just too big of a of a, a scale tipper. The mech was, just like the sword was, and the way they introduced it, you know, right at the beginning of the season isn't exactly the most... Uh, I think the best way to do it, I think maybe in the middle of the season. I don't know, we're just getting... Into, I'm just getting into semantics at this point, but I, I think you get my gist.
0: Yeah, and I was, you know, when we when the you know, hashtag remove the mech was was going on and all that, we, we were reminded of the sword and we looked into that and I think the sword only lasted one week. And I also thought about do you remember when they first introduced the P ninety, which <laughs> hasn't been in the game for a while, but when they first made the, the purple and gold version of the S M G and it was just like the greatest gun of all time for one day and then they immediately dropped it down. So those things have happened and I guess like like I've said before, and like I said earlier just now, like, this was a pretty big investment on Epic's part. So it's not the difference between a gun being, you know, doing X amount of damage at X amount of range. You know, this is something that they spent probably a long time on to implement into the game. And so to see that reaction and to have to sort of find a middle ground where their game isn't being completely trashed on Twitter every day, but also you know, the thing that they put so much effort into is still in the game. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm kind of sympathetic toward that situation, even though
1: I, I don't like the mechs. I will say piggybacking off of that, I would, I would have mad respect for Epic if they were just like, we're not near for the mechs, we're keeping them how they are, like, sucking up. But at the same time, I mean, like we said, it kind of cost them, like, we didn't want to play it as much, streamers were complaining too much and not wanting to play when it was like as good as it was. But man, I would have I would have had big respect for them even if I wasn't playing their game. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on to to turbo building, and then we can, we can circle back and kind of have the the bigger picture Fortnite conversation that I think both of these things are uh, are contributing to right now. So the turbo building. Now we're talking about a matter of tenths of seconds here, but. Um, so Epic had nerfed turbo building for this was a, a one day thing that got <laughs> and re reconfigured the next day uh in in some respects. So the so they had originally on Tuesday, yesterday, uh put the the timing of turbo building at point one five seconds and they changed it back to .005 today. So that only lasted one day. Um, and then, but the .15 seconds is still going to hold for when a structure is destroyed. So, you know, if someone is uh shooting on your wall and you're trying to get it back up, that there is going to be a noticeable difference in the time it takes to get that next wall back up instead of it being basically instantaneous, you know, .005 seconds. So that part of it is going to stay at point one five seconds
1: uh
0: you know we saw a lot of outrage on twitter um outrage on Twitter is gonna be you know a, a common thread throughout this this conversation and what I alluded to before but uh I mean just, just what what were kind of your thoughts on on this change and then the subsequent undoing of part of that change one day later
1: yeah, so I mean. Here's here's my big picture of this. It affects, I guess, casual gamers, which I would put me and you under, right, at this point, in a very mm-hmm. positive way. Uh, the people that we saw the outrage from, for the most part, would be the streamers and kind of pros we follow on Twitter, and then other people kind of, re- like, you know, um, reacting to what they say or, you know, um, commenting on what they say, but... So the initial one, I would say, it really hurt, what, one-by-ones, right? Because if you place all four walls in a, in a roof or any of that, that's kind of right. the .15 affected every single wall you put down, right? And so mm-hmm. now when they edit it this time, that all got put back to normal. But now any time a wall gets destroyed, you replacing is what takes that. So if someone's constantly trying to get into your one-by-one by, one by shooting it, that's kind of where that gets affected. Um, I can't say from a player standpoint that the outrage... Is called for. I would say if I'm maybe playing in tournaments against other pros, I would be a little, I would be a little mad. I'd be like, this is kind of messed up. Um, So I get the outrage from those, from those people's perspective. But at the same time, it's not like they're saying, hey, just these, you know, top 5% of players are going to get affected and the other pros that are right outside of that to catch up to you guys are not going to be affected. It's, it's an even, it's an even change across, you know, Every single player that plays, I think that's one thing that these that these players forget about is that when Epic does a change like this, it affects every other player the same way. I think like they're like they feel personally attacked, which is what the outrage kind of comes from. Right, and there's, I
0: mean, here's the thing. Like, okay, on on paper, on the surface, I think sure it it hurts the competitive, you know, super good players more than it hurts the casual players, but. I honestly just don't think it does because that's why those guys are so much better because they are quicker at adapting to what the game gives them and they're so much more talented that they'll use it to their advantage. So, like, yes, okay, in the crazy, you know, Fortnite tournament, you know, 35 people in a small circle in a one-by-one, there's going to be some effects there where two people are each shooting one side of, you know, two different walls and someone's one by one, someone's going to get them. But as far as like just being in a regular lobby, I mean, the casual gamers probably won't even notice this change happened, but it will affect them because the really good players are really good at shooting walls and being able to see exactly where someone is behind that wall. And so those guys are going to be the ones that are going to be hitting people as they're trying to rebuild their wall. Whereas, you know, the casual gamers probably aren't good enough to, have that difference between .005 seconds and point one five seconds matter for them.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you're 100% right. I think, uh, if, I mean, we kind of saw this change we played today, right? I got, like, when I was shooting a wall, the guy that was turbo building, I was using an AR. And I, and I can't say, with the AR, I really felt that big of a difference between him just, you know, repeat, repeatedly building the same wall over and over again. When I switched to the SMG, I got some shots in there, you know, do, 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 do. It wasn't like I hit him five times, twenty. you know, for 110 damage. I just got him for like the extra 50 damage I needed him for. But I will say I got I got some shots of the SMG while he was trying to rebuild. Now, I don't know if that was just because A, the guy was a slow builder, or B, because of this, you know, this tenth of a second change, you know, happened to come into play. But, uh like you said, another thing with casual gamers and non-casual gamers is... How much? How much is like? Let's. I've done this once in my whole Fortnite career, is where I've where I've replaced a wall in another player's uh, building when we're both like when I'm trying to get moves one by one. Right? I break it down, I replace it, and I use that wall to my advantage. Other gamers, if they're playing in a normal lobby, it's not the competitive gamers. If they're playing in a normal lobby and they're doing stuff like that against you know players to our caliber, or even a little better, they're still going to destroy that player, even with that tenth of a second difference. So. I really don't think this outrage is exactly, uh, called for. Uh, and, uh, like you said, I really, man, I really don't think any, any of us, uh, the people commenting on, you know, and freak jumping on the, jumping on the train to freak out about this change are even going to see a significant difference in, in our ability to win, to win a battle royale game.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it just comes down to like, you know, the championship series on Sunday, like someone's going to get killed because of this. And then it's going to be, you know, the end of their world. And they're going to post a video and say, see, 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 look what Epic did. You know, it's going to be something like that, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the freak out does not live up to what actually happened here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think one, one big takeaway, mini gun back, brother, mini gun back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a must have again a must have i mean i mean i'm being totally serious too mm-hmm. i mean the minigun in the, like in any like i think as far as destructive guns i think right now because of this now we're talking about the minor differences here but those minor differences become pretty major with a minigun involved because miniguns were really the only gun that had the ability to kind of penetrate the wall with the previous time for the turbo build i mean now they'll be able to get you know multiple shots in before anyone can do anything so i do think just just from a strategy perspective even though we're saying most of this won't matter i would say always pick up a minigun and see what happens i think it's going to be really worth trying getting good at under these new circumstances
1: so so you're saying minigun definitely warranted being a purple and gold item a and b should we just start doing a dual slash trio miniguns in our in our group? You know, everyone if they drop, you know, it's like all right, put it in your, put it in your inventory. We're at, we're rocking these. We're we're I mean, them. hey, we've
0: been we've been hovering around division five, like like uh, yeah, I don't know, I couldn't come up with a good analogy there. But we we have uh, not made much progress in the arenas once we got to contender league. So I'm just saying, I'm ready to cheese it up with three miniguns. Let's go.
1: Agreed. I'm with you. Let's let's at least give it a shot, right? Okay, one
0: other thing on turbo building that I guess we had never really thought of, because, you know, it is interesting when something's always been part of a game or, you know, anything, a movie, a TV show, whatever. But when when it's been there from day one and it changes, then it always kind of makes me think, well, what if this never existed in the first place, right? And I was thinking about that with turbo building because, you know, that's just always been foundational. And we've, you know, a lot of our our time spent on this podcast has been talking about building and kind of the evolution of building and how just these crazy builders are kind of, you know, shoving us to the margins because we just can't keep up with it and we don't play enough or put it, I mean, or frankly, just put in the effort enough to to get to that level on building. So, it does just beg the question, like, what does this game look like if turbo building wasn't a factor? Because it always felt like a given, but now I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, what if what if you could never instantly build walls? You know, what if there was some kind of slight time delay, and that's just how the game was? And, you know, I think a lot of what we talked about, too, is just, like, did anyone, including Epic, see building in this game turning into what it's become? Because... You know, early Fortnite, it was like if if us now were teleported back to you know January of 2018, we would look like the greatest builders ever. But now we're not even in the 50th
1: percentile of builders. Could anyone honestly like have predicted this this huge change, like huge shift in gameplay of how Fortnite is being played today? I, really don't think so, man. Uh, as to answer your first question, like, should Turbo Building have always been a part of the game? Um, Sure. Right? Like, I mean, part of what makes, I mean, we've talked about it on multiple occasions. The building aspect of Fortnite is what differentiates it the most between other Battle rails, right? It's what makes it so original and so, so cool is being able to have that, you know, uh, that building of a defense or building of a, you know, building of a of a uh, cover or anything like that. So um, I'm completely fine with having turbo building always be a part of it. I honestly don't think Epic ever did consider the game becoming what it is today in terms of how quickly people build, how quickly people edit, how people basically either sit in a one-by-one or like tunnel through a game or build a huge tower and everyone needs high ground 24 seven when we're watching these, you know, competitive tournaments. Uh, and I honestly think that, there's no way we can go back now to a different way of Fortnite, which is kind of sad, and I also don't think they ever expected there to be such a huge um such a huge talent gap i mean i I brought that up already today, but Fortnite's one of those games where it's so huge i mean i can for instance, I can play like overwatch and then not play it for a month and go back to it and be just about as competitive as I was before uh. Fortnite man if I miss a month with like new items and other stuff they put in the game and just like me not having like my muscle memory quick enough, I lose like I take like a couple steps back and I have to get back to where I was. so and building's a huge reason for that. So uh, I don't think there's any way we like I said we can go back from where it is where it stands now, but I don't think Epic ever maybe anticipated building being such a huge a huge factor in the way that it has like evolved from day one of Fortnite.
0: Yeah, I think it comes down to just, I mean, it's just the success of the game. It, it got so big so fast, and there's just this natural gravitation toward, you know, I need to try the new thing, I need to get better. And it's funny, you know, we think about Fortnite a lot of times in terms of sports, you know, eSports, but, um, you know, I think the biggest comp is still real, you know, real-life sports, and uh it is funny to think just, how creative and innovative a lot of these players have gotten and just sort of how someone will figure something out and then that just becomes the new normal and then it just kind of stacks and stacks and stacks until what we have now or it's just like, you know, it's funny to think it took until like Chip Kelly in 2009 for offenses to be like, well, what if, what if we just ran plays as fast as possible in football and just had a bunch of fast guys? <laughs> like it took like decades for that to happen in like the biggest, you know, sport in the world. But then in Fortnite, it's like, you know, 17 versions of that have happened in the last year.
1: Yeah. and I mean, the other thing, let's, let's talk about other just shooting games in general, right? You know, other battle royale games in general. So we played Halo a lot when we were younger, right? Probably, arguably, mm-hmm. one of the biggest games ever, especially when we were, like, you know, late middle school and high school. It was in our sure. lives. Yeah, yeah. So there were definitely some little, like, little tiny things that definitely changed the game for players, gave them a bigger advantage, you know, different gun sets to have, um, you know, getting on a certain point in the map. But there was nothing that drastically made someone way superior to another player besides just, Bill was shooting with a gun. Right? Mm-hmm. PUBG, same thing. There's no, like, oh, this person's really good driving a car, therefore they're like one of the best players in PUBG. Or maybe that is a thing, but it's not, you know, they can't get a car, they can't just pull a car out of their pocket, throw it on the ground, and they're just driving it the whole game. Right? I mean, I use that as a, a weird example, but basically everyone in the game still has a gun, has to shoot another player, and there's nothing that kind of you know, differentiates their skill besides just pure shooting ability, aiming down sight ability, you know, or that's Fortnite. You have to be good at shooting and you have to be exceptionally good at building to be, you know, considered great or to win on a consistent level. And on top of that, uh, you have to, you have to keep at it. Like you can't, you can't let it, you can't let it die down. Like you have to stay on top of it. So, um, it's funny in comparison in that way, and I think, honestly, like, that might be the thing that ultimately – I mean, we could talk about that later, but that might be the thing that ultimately, like, makes people shy away from Fortnite to a degree.
0: Yeah, the learning curve is just so much higher than any game I've ever played. It's yeah, it's insane. I mean, yeah, like you said, for someone to jump into this game now, it's just, it would just be an impossible task. And I do want to walk back my football analogy just because I do think – a big part of why, for, why that's happened so much in Fortnite is because Epic has changed the game so much. So, you know, that would be like if each season of the NFL it was like, oh, okay, now, now we're allowing for uh, forward passes, you know, five yards past the line of scrimmage or whatever. You know, that would, that would definitely, you know, make it so people have to adapt and come up with new strategies. So I guess in that respect, it's, it's a little bit different. So I just wanted to argue with myself there.
1: This year we're doing um,
0: arena football, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, XFL this year. <laughs> okay, so let's let's just talk about Fortnite in general because I think the the max in the in the turbo building yesterday, those have brought on a lot of discussion, and I think you know so just to kind of take it back, I mean, like we talked about, we were kind of out on Fortnite for a while and hadn't played very much, and then you know, sort of the World Cup and the qualifiers and the build-up just kind of got us back in to the point where we were really, really into it and, you know, obviously brought this podcast back and, you know, maybe our timing was just terrible, but now it feels like the Fortnite downward trend is as big as it's been in in quite a while. So, you know, the mechs and the turbo building, they've brought on quite a lot of criticism. So I think the question is worth asking, just at the very least, because there have been you know multiple jokes on Twitter we've seen, um, you know, is is Fortnite dead or
1: or dying in any way right now? Do you think, or is this just a phase? Fortnite goes through these these ebbs and flows, right? Where, uh, and I feel like we feel it. I, I couldn't tell you what week we're on the season. We're like in week four out of out of the the ten or eleven weeks that usually are in Fortnite. Maybe it's thirteen. They definitely go through these lulls of of people being kind of sick of it or kind of feeling stale or there might be an item that they dislike, like the mech, aka the mech. Um I don't think it's dying. I don't think it can at this point. I think it's it's too big, you know, too big to fail. Um, but there are definitely like I just said, I feel like with the with the skill gap I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep reinforcing that boys with, with Fortnite. That that might be what ultimately kills kills Fortnite for people like me and you and I'm not saying that's going to be anytime soon but eventually I'm going to get to a point man where I just can't keep up and I'm just going to get completely just um, too mad to play a game of Fortnite because I'm just (laughs) going to get too destroyed I already have you know, problems where I'm losing in a game and I'm just like alright can't do it, done, done turning off my Playstation, turn it off, done for the night Uh, and so if Fortnite keeps continuing on that trend which I don't see it slowing down I think ultimately that'll be the thing that kind of makes me walk away from Fortnite, hopefully not anytime soon though um, but to say that it's better dying in any way right now, I would say I would say no. I still think that, and with the way Epic does things, man, they they are very good at keeping it fresh, even if it is a controversial way of making it fresh. Yeah,
0: and I know the numbers. Uh, you yeah, know the the dollar numbers have dropped for them, and the Twitch numbers have dropped. But you know that's there. There needs to be context for that because it's still the biggest game. So it just went from a never-before-seen level of, of viewership and of gameplay and of money to now just a normal, you know, number one game in the world. So it has dropped down in interest. I think the World Cup brought that back. But, you know, the other thing with this that that I find interesting that – um that is just kind of a unique dynamic with, with Fortnite is just the, the streamers and kind of their influence on the discourse. Because a lot of what we're talking about on the surface is anecdotal. It's like Nate Hill or Cypher or Ninja, whoever complaining about something, which, you know, they have a huge audience and a, and a pretty wide reach of influence But it's also just, like, one guy. It's just, like, a couple guys saying they don't like things. So I do wonder just, like, where where their influence stands and how much of this, you know, kind of feels, you know, not to get political, but just – I mean, I'm not even going to get political, but just the idea of, like, the, you know, the loud voices coming from a small minority and then there being just this silent majority that exists and still – loves everything and is consuming it, but we just don't hear from them because they're not a Twitch streamer that has, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of, of followers on on Twitter or whatever. So I do wonder kind of what their role in all this is and how much how much of their complaining actually does impact gameplay. I don't know. What do you, what do you think?
1: Well, I, the one thing I wonder is, I wonder how much of their audience like plays the games they watch, right? I would say it's, at least 80%, and that's just, like, um, that's, a, that's a safe number for me to throw out there, right? Like, 80% of, the, of their audience actually plays the games that they watch them play on a, on a, um, on a regular basis. So when you have people like Ninja and Tim Tatman and Lupo and all these other people, when they're consistently playing Fortnite, I mean, when you watch it and they're going well and it looks like they're having fun, I mean, I, we're both guilty of, I'm sure, it's like, hey, man, I could really go playing some Fortnite right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'm sure that's a, a huge like swing in people uh, who play it for at least you know in the in the thousands of players uh, maybe not you know the millions that Fortnite sees playing the game every day but it definitely has a, a, a pretty good impact and I mean we have these streamers right now too in this and I don't know if it's because the mechs maybe kind of you know took them away from the game at first but we have all these other games kind of making a big a big splash you know back in the popularity we have minecraft getting this huge audience again where people like you know courage and Nadeshot are playing this game constantly lupo went through a time where he was playing this you know every day as well and uh i mean you can thank PewDiePie for that i mean he's like the biggest the biggest youtuber ever right with 100 million subs so he started playing it and people watch that all the time and i think people were like wow minecraft is fun i remember playing that you know a couple of years ago and I can enjoy that. Let me get back into that. And then and then Classic WoW coming back out. Tinson playing that. Lupo jumped back on that. I mean right now the views on on World of Warcraft Classic on Twitch are like five times the amount of people watching Fortnite. Fortnite still drawing a huge audience, but man, five times what Fortnite is doing? Like that's that's crazy. It's like six hundred thousand viewers, five hundred thousand viewers more to like a hundred thousand. Um and then Apex coming out with their like solo gameplay right now. Overwatch, with their role picking, ranked. Um, there's a lot of games kind of that are that are uh, really popular, and people want to you know give those a shot as well. So streamers playing other games probably definitely has a huge a huge impact on uh, Fortnite of people being like, oh, they're playing that. That makes me want to try it because I know I've done that with Minecraft recently. So um, as much as I want to say that streamers don't have you know the influence that it feels like they do when they're art when they're you know complaining on Twitter. I think they definitely hold, definitely hold power when it comes to what games they push upon their audience and what that, and if their audience, you know, likes it, then I guarantee you they're probably gonna at least give it a shot. Yeah, this, this like element of,
0: <laughs> of gaming is just, it's just so fascinating to me. Cause I, I do think you're right. I mean, I guess the way to prove it would be what you said, which is like World of Warcraft is drawing these huge numbers on Twitch now. That, I don't know if that necessarily has to do with the streamers themselves, or just, like, World of Warcraft had a huge audience that probably a lot of it was, had been dormant for years, and so this is the sort of nostalgia thing. I mean, the, you know, the World of Warcraft thing is interesting. Like, is that, just to quickly divert for a second, because I know you're, you know, at least, you know, decently familiar with, with the World of Warcraft uh, culture, Um I mean, is this, like, here to stay? Like, is this something that a year from now it's still going to be the number one game on Twitch?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, a year okay. from now, absolutely not. I mean, here's here's a big thing about WoW Classic right now, and, I mean, this is just definitely going to pull away from the Fortnite conversation. But Fortnite has staying power because, like, like what can Epic do? They can keep making the game that has the same type of gameplay, the same, you know, core gameplay. They can make it fresh by introducing things over and over again, right? Wow Classic is bringing in a game that they already have, I think, like, five, six expansions for, and they're taking it back to just be a very original, right? So only up to level 60. All these players right now are grinding to level 60, so people are watching the same monotonous grinding. And then after that, it's the same raid once you hit level 60. So, there's been a lot of talk, because here's a fun fact about uh, Blizzard, they took a lot of, a lot of suggestions from streamers. Which is really funny that we're talking about influencer streamers. They took a lot of, uh, feedback from them about how they wanted to, how they wanted to do WoW Classic and when they do bring it back, how, like direction they want to go in with it. So I think they will be doing stuff with WoW Classic that isn't, cause they obviously can't, you know, release the same expansions over again. That would be ridiculous. But maybe they do a new one, take it in a new direction. So as far as a year from now, 100% not. But I do think it does have a little bit of staying power, but nothing close to what we've seen with, with Fortnite.
0: Yeah, and it makes me wonder, well, I mean, also, just quick aside, it is funny that this happened, because I think a lot of the speculation, including ours, was that Fortnite was going to be returning to, like, a Season 2, you know, Season 2 style, so it is funny that it ended up being a different game that did something like that, Um, but... Yeah, it is interesting. I mean we've had these kind of runs of of different games taking over, whether that's in our own lives, like with Overwatch and you guys, or just um, you know, in that kind of streaming community where it's just like people just get burnt out on Fortnite and want to play something else. And, you know, I'm trying to remember, I feel like what I feel like this has happened before with Fortnite. I'm trying to remember exactly what or when, where like some of, there was, like, a a grouping of, like, three newish games or, like, you know, a game that people liked, adding something new that kind of took over the Twitch community for, like, a couple weeks or a month. But then it did return to Fortnite. Um, yeah. When, I'm when trying to when think, wo-
1: first like, eight,
0: yeah, that's what I was just going to say, yeah, go for it. it.
1: Yeah, when it first came out, I mean, remember everyone jumping ship to go play for it? And then there was all these memes, the very first set of memes of Fortnite's dead, bro. Like Apex is a new game, <laughs> and people were like, "Is this the end of Fortnite?" And I remember that question. And looking back on that, it just seems so hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that was what that was—that was early this year when Apex came out.
1: Yeah, I was in Colorado, so whenever the last time.
0: Oh yeah, that like March was. Mhm. So, yeah, and I and I do just wonder. I I think we're both in agreement that this isn't. This is just going to be a temporary blip for Fortnite. It's just been a culmination of things, which is you know brought us to this conversation where it's it's the max, and then the max kind of um, snowballed into turbo building because people were already mad about the max and about this season. So I think, like we're saying, the the outrage on the turbo building was probably just amplified by the outrage that had already been festering for the first couple weeks. Um, but I mean, it does make me ask, you know, Fortnite got. So big that it just feels like any change is going to be met with this criticism, and and I have a little little analogy. You ever you ever heard of the show Game of Thrones? You
1: heard of that one? It's on HBO. Uh, I think I, I think I've seen an episode or two, give or take. Yeah, yeah, yeah the dragons.
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I was very obsessed with it. You were pretty obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> But, so Game of Thrones, it just got so big and it took, it really just took over the culture, uh, in a, in a way, like, to be clear, in a way that was way, way bigger than Fortnite ever has or ever will because that's something that, you know, that's not made up of 99% males between the ages of 13 and 25 or whatever. Um, but Game of Thrones got so big and there were so many expectations and now there's obviously the whole, Books getting finished and the showrunners having to finish it themselves, which isn't analogous to Fortnite here. But what I do want to say is like Game of Thrones got so big and with so many expectations for when it was new and when it was changing and when it was updating, especially after Benioff and Weiss were, were the ones creating the story at the end, that it just, it felt like no matter what they did, it was going to be met with outrage. And that is just this weird dynamic and I feel like that's such a 2019 thing with the way social media is and obviously the way, you know, politics and just culture in general have influenced that, that I feel like that's just like the new default. And I mean, maybe I'm getting into just a a conversation that doesn't belong on this podcast, but it is just kind of a bummer. Cause I feel like every time Epic is making a change, everyone is just immediately like, what's wrong with this? How can I have my, you know, send off my, my great tweet with the joke. Um, and it's just kind of a bummer, and just like with Game of Thrones, the hate goes so far that I just am completely on the side of the Creator here because it's just this piling on culture that I feel like we're now seeing quite a lot in fortnite, and it's just kind of bumming me out
1: yeah we're on the I mean we've been on the same page with that right like i'm I'm in full agreement with you, and people are always opposed to change like that that's something that's been a truth and. You know, human history forever, probably right since since mm-hmm. the dawn of cavemen. You know, sprouting. You know, freaking. Except lake. for drinkable water, I, I think everyone was cool with that. <laughs> I don't know. The first guy was like, "Dude, you should try these coconuts." Um, so I would say that. Yeah, I prefer my Epic. water is
0: salty and making me vomit. So I'm just gonna stay over here in my world.
1: I prefer kidney failure. Um, I definitely think Epic can't do anything right, man. Right? They can't. Like, there's nothing. That they do, and it's not going to cause someone to, to complain, even if it's something so small that they're like, hey, we changed, we changed this, we changed the default skin of AR to, instead of be kind of gray, it's a little, it's a little more gunmetal black. You know, someone's like, <laughs> oh, I, that doesn't look, that doesn't look good on my screen. So I think people are going to complain. It's too uh, dark. No matter it's what. The
0: Game
1: of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too dark. So I think, uh, it's a lose, it's a, like a lose-lose for them, but I mean, I love it. I keep keep doing stuff, Epic. That's what makes this game great. And on top of that, yeah, of course. I mean, like we just talked about the streamers, man. The, the, the loudest voices we hear are the most popular, right? Those become the most popular, whether it's whether it's mm-hmm. positive or negative. So even if when when Epic does do something right, yeah, there's a, there's a small moment of like, good job, Epic, you nailed it. Or when they fix something that people were pissed off about in the beginning, they're like, oh yeah, thank God, Epic. I'm playing Fortnite all day today. So. There is going to be some positives, but it's always going to be drowned out by people complaining. And that's just Mm. the world we live in these days.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I just, you know, on the one hand, I feel like this kind of stuff is still kind of good for them. But, you know, just because, like, all these people are talking about it all the time. And these people do have influence. And it's just like, you know, any press is good press, right? But... Yeah, you know, it is, it is getting to the point where it's like, well, maybe this won't be good for them. Maybe the, the dialogue will get so negative that it will deter a lot of people from playing. And I don't think we're at that moment yet. And I think, I think we'll probably see an uptick, you know, toward the end of this season. Um, and it is interesting, like the Fortnite Championship series has been going on and I haven't really heard much about it. So that's, That's another just kind of thing where, you know, a couple weeks ago we were talking about can they sustain the competitive thing, and I think we both (laughs) pretty much predicted it correctly, where it's just like, you know, if it's on and we're aware of it and we're watching it, we'll watch it, but, like, it's not going to be like the World Cup where we sought it out. So, I don't know, Fortnite just had an interesting moment, and, you know, we're we're a little over the two-year mark, and I'd say we're at about a year and a half of it being, you know, I mean, I think the – the DC and A.D. of Fortnite is probably, you know, it was the birth of Christ for our Gregorian uh, calendar, and I think it was, you know, the birth of a different Christ in, in Drake playing Fortnite in our Fortnite calendar. So I think I think we're at, like, a year and a half mark, which is quite a long time for a game to be as relevant as it is. Uh, but then you look at, like, World of Warcraft and League of Legends and, and even Overwatch now, it's like... Those games have had pretty long lives, and it does, you know, beg the question of if Fortnite can can hang on for that long, or if we're starting to see the downturn, even if we're not saying it's dead. But anyway,
1: absolutely. And fun question for you, because you kind of did talk about, like, you know, if it did just completely fall off, or at least for you and your stake, what would? what would it take? Because with Fortnite being the same game as it is, you know, kind of bare bones, as we talk about all the time, you know, at, like, its core, it's just, it's building and shooting, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What would, what would kind of Epic have to do for you to just be like, all right, I'm I'm done? Like, what would have to be that huge, that huge change? (laughs) Can Um, you even think of something? I mean, for me personally,
0: it would probably never be something like that. Um, I mean... You know, and if it was, it's something that's just not gonna happen, where it's just like, I don't know. You get, you get 5,000 of each material or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean,
0: I don't know. I mean, the mech has been the most substantial change. And while we have played it less, I mean, I think just for me, it's, it's just gonna come down to burnout, which we did already have a burnout phase when we came back. And so, I guess that's kinda what I'm, getting at it in a way it's just like, well, when the next burnout phase comes, are we are we going to come back? Um, so I don't know. I mean I definitely have have been, you know, the most pro Fortnite guy of our friend group and and you're right there with me and it's you know mostly been been the two of us and our other friends have been flowed, and pretty much now it's just three of us that are playing it. But yeah, I mean I don't know. But I do think that question for these streamers is is valid, too. Because, I mean, part of it is, you know, Fortnite, for the most part, is paying their bills. And, I mean, these guys, a year and a half ago, would not have been able to get away with, like, oh, I'm going to play, well, I guess World of Warcraft seems like kind of an enigma, because everyone's watching that and into it. But, you know, just the ability of them to just be like, ah, oh, I'm going to play Minecraft for two weeks. You know, a year and a half ago, they weren't, as, you know, worth a million dollars or more and they got to that level because of Fortnite. So I think that part of it is interesting where Fortnite has propped them up to a level that now they have the audience so they can do whatever they want. So in that sense, that is interesting. But those guys are probably past the point where they need Fortnite. Um, so, yeah, Fair I don't point. know. That was, that was a uh, very roundabout way of getting to an answer. I don't think I understand what I just said. But um, – no, I like. That. I, think, I think for me, for me, it would have to be something so outrageous that the game's just not fun anymore. And I mean, in a lot of ways, the game is not as fun just because we're playing Arenas now and we're getting our asses kicked. Um, but we still really love it. We're still playing it multiple times a week, and you know, we're talking about doing a, a late night session tomorrow playing Arena Trio. So, I mean, it's it's still there for me, and I think it's just gonna be burnout. And one last thing I'll say on this very, very uh, non-punctual rant is um, just going back to the Game of Thrones thing, which I think is funny because we're talking about every change, you know, everyone getting mad at, at any change Epic's making. But then it's just on the flip side, if they made no changes, they would complain about that too. They would complain about it being stale in the same game and, oh, why can't they do something new? And it just, you know, it reminds me of Game of Thrones again, where it's like everyone gets mad when, you know, what the expectation of what's going to happen doesn't happen. And you have to throw a curveball like Arya with the Night King. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but then if it was Jon doing it, it would have been the same people complaining, like, oh, that's been so predictable for five seasons. So, you know, just in that sense, it's like they really just can't win – and I just worry about the future of the game in that respect.
1: It is is—it is so funny, my last point for this. It is just so funny because, so, Fortnite has seasons, right? And every season comes with a new crazy thing that kind of happens. I don't think there's ever going to be a Fortnite 2. Overwatch is kind of talk about having an Overwatch 2, but what keeps them fresh is they, have this, they introduce kind of new maps and new champions, right? Same with League of Legends. And WoW with these other games, like World of Warcraft does expansions, so... It will be funny to kind of see if Fortnite ever does kind of have like a fall off, which I don't see anytime in the near future. What's kind of going to be their answer to it, and like, do battle royales really have the like staying power as you know, even like a like a team deathmatch game like COD, like COD, Call of Duty games have been around. For, they're like mad at this point, right? They just keep spitting out a new one every year, and people keep buying <laughs> that that stuff. Uh, so it will be funny to see what the staying power is for both that and how like Fortnite can kind of be like. If it is just the seasons over and over again, if that's kind of their way of staying fresh. But, um, yeah, I'll kind of end it on that point. Just kind of pose a question for everyone to be like, you know, what do you think Fortnite has, to, even Battle Royale kind of have to do to just, uh, keep being relevant? Yeah. Well, on the relevant side, I guess the last
0: question I was answering was, you know, how, how far bad does it have to go for you? But my, my prediction at the beginning of the season, which I'm less confident about now that I've seen how the season has played out, but, you know, with the whole idea of it being like we're bringing back the old things, you know. So, I mean, they brought back the old, old, tilted, which I guess in a way was a new thing. But, you know what I mean, they brought back retail. They bring back, you know, the, the crack rocks. Um, I guess the Borderlands thing is just out of left field, which that'll be the next topic. But... um. My prediction at the beginning of the season was like, we're gonna get all these like throwback, throwback, throwback each week, and then we're gonna get a new map. And I think, I think the answer to that is a new map. I I really do. I think that's that's That'll like the biggest game changer. That's within the realm of possibility. That it feels like the time is now. We're at season ten. That's a nice round number. They've been around for a while. So that that was kind of my prediction for like this will all culminate in a new map being released for Season 11 or whatever they want to call it, 2.0, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah, can I – this is so funny. I just want to throw out a little uh, – you know what item I think would be really cool is to add into the game. This is so left field, but I was just thinking about it. You know what would be a cool? It would, like would be like a throwable item that's kind of like a smoke grenade or, right, or what, and it could be like could be like a rust cloud or something where it like dissolves your metal material – like a termite cloud that, like, destroys your, like, wooden material or something. Ah. Like if someone's demonstrating... Wouldn't that be a cool item? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, of left fields. No, that's clever. I like that. That I just think it's a cool one. Something
0: totally different. Yeah. Yeah, we see see a bob just cranking 90s above us
1: and it's like, see
0: see your wood later. (laughs) Yeah. Bye.
1: That'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I like that. Okay. Let's, uh... Let's just hit on a couple of these other update things and get out of here. So... We got our our fourth new area on the map, or new slash old, depending on which one it is. Um, so, yeah, it's called Pandora. Uh, there are not ten foot tall blue aliens walking around with James Cameron. Uh, so, this is it's in the desert area, in the area that we you know commonly refer to as Westworld. And then there's that whole Oasis area, and there was that gas station there. So definitely size-wise, you know, kind of the the biggest, I think, you know, bubble of of one of these new places. And interestingly, it's a collaboration with Borderlands, which we've seen Fortnite do collaborations in the past uh, with Marvel, with the NFL, with Stranger Things. But those are all, you know, not other video games that in – Theory, our Fortnite's competitor to a degree. Uh, so I found that pretty interesting. And so the the details on it, so it's based on, I guess, the Borderland, Borderlands planet. The really cool wrinkle is that the graphics are like Borderlands-y, like 2D kind of. Um, and, oh yeah, and you get shield up to 100, basically, after four seconds of not taking damage. So... We played a couple games, and we landed there each time. We didn't last super long in <laughs> any of those games, but we just wanted to get a feel for it before we talked about it. So, what were your
1: impressions? Uh, I thought it was really cool. I mean, yeah, Pandora is like the place that you know you fight in. You fight in a uh, Borderlands, like the the whole region is called that. It's also, like you said, is uh, the place in Avatar <laughs> that is. Uh, Uh, where the aliens live, Uh, and it looks just like, you know, if you're playing Borderlands when you land there, I thought it was really cool. I think the shield regenerating after four seconds uh, is a really cool touch. I mean, it definitely reminds me, I mean, I guess it would remind me of Borderlands, but it reminds me more of Halo, which is freaking awesome. I love, you know, having the the rechargeable shield. Um, Honestly, man, like, this is a really cool part of the game. I still have no idea why they're collabing with Borderlands. Like, I'm pretty sure that's 2K and I don't know, let me see what the other... Gearbox is the other developer, so definitely not Epic. So it's really funny, and they must be paying them a decent amount of money to uh, be able to <laughs> promote Borderlands 3. Um, right. But, I mean, we had we landed there two, three times, and, man, I had... It was a blast. I thought it was fun. Uh, I like landing in the desert area regardless. I wish it was here longer than September 10th, but I guess since Borderlands is coming out that you know same weekend, it wouldn't make sense for them to keep part of it in Fortnite. Um but uh I think aesthetically it's probably one of the coolest things we've ever seen in Fortnite. Thank you, Borderlands, for having a cool cool aesthetic. Um and uh with so many people landing there, I mean just like when Tilted was new or uh retail was like, you know, revamped, there's a lot of like aggressive fighting and I think of Abyss, when you get the extra shield, I think that uh you can stay alive longer and get more kills. I think it's worth worth landing there, you know, for for the 10 days that it's going to be there, 10, 12 days.
0: I was very impressed with the graphics. And and that is just one of those, you know, we just had a long conversation about whether Fortnite's dying or not. And I think both of us were, you know, somewhat pessimistic on it, even though we don't think that's the case. But this was one of those moments where it's just like, look what Fortnite can do, you know. And I don't know how long this was planned. I don't know how long they've been working on this. But they just put another game inside of their game with a snap of a finger I mean, it was pretty impressive. Like, you know, it still looked like Fortnite, but it also just looked totally different and, and unique. And, and I know that's unique to a different game, but just the fact that they were just able to plop Borderlands on their Fortnite map like that, that just kind of blew, blew my mind uh, the more I think about it. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. I've never played Borderlands. I don't really have a ton of interest in it. I know it's your favorite game of all time, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a running joke, and it's very funny. That that's not relevant because you just had it on the the free PlayStation Plus and <laughs> played it like twice when you got mad at Fortnite. But <laughs>
1: um,
0: so it is. It is funny that it's it's come full circle now. Now when you get mad at Fortnite, you can't go play Borderlands because Borderlands is in Fortnite. <laughs> but well, anyway, still remind me of Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yeah, I was just I was just really impressed and. Even though I don't really care about this collaboration, I know other people do, and just the big picture to me is just like, look what fortnite can can accomplish like Fortnite can still do shit like just changing the entire complexion of like a big area of the map and and in that respect i was I was very impressed
1: I look what you just said though too like it sh- it goes to show how much power Fortnite has. Like another game is like, please let us like promote our game and your game because your game is so big right now. Like mm-hmm. you're just the biggest game, so please let us like jump, you know, jump in the pool with you and kind of you know help us swim because we we need people to buy our game as well. So I think that's I think that goes to show that Fortnite probably is dying anytime soon, folks.
0: Now one thing we can't we don't have firsthand experience with, but we can we can talk about it for a second is the. The shield bubble, uh, which this was another new item. Uh, speaking of Halo, you know, I think everyone's immediate thought was the the shield, basically the exact same thing that existed in Halo 3. And uh, so, yeah, this is kind of a, a large bubble, and it's only a rare item, so I guess it's only purple. Uh, and we didn't see it in any of the games we played, but we also barely played. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a protection shield that blocks, you know, everything, and it has 400 health. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of a new dynamic. I feel like this is another item that kind of favors the the uh, <laughs> worst players or the worst, you know, builders or or whatever it may be. But I think this thing's going to be pretty useful once we get our hands on it.
1: There's going to be no time in the game where this isn't, like, a good item to have. Like, anytime there's a fight and you can throw one of these down, it's going to it's gonna be well worth it. I mean, you can, like, get your people, you can get, like, a downed, you know, teammate with it. You can just throw it in a building, and, like, every room is going to have some kind of, like, shielded protection, it's going to feel like. So, no, I, mean, I think this is a fun item. And you're right, it does remind me of Halo, the, like, my favorite, like, game trailer of all time, where there's, like, two kids are, like, underneath, you know, like, playing in the grass, and it's like, the night sky, and then all of a sudden, like, it turns to just... Fighting where Master Chief is, like, on a beach, and he just, like, throws down that shield double. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, that's way off topic, but I do think that, uh, that this will be just one of those items that I think we'll kind of have to just, like, carry it in one of our inventories and just throw it down. It's going to be great late game, great early game, great in a, you know, a single team fight. There's really no negative with it, besides maybe being annoying to the person going up against it.
0: Hey man, that was a great that was a great video game trailer. So don't
1: don't you worry about going off topic,
0: all right? I <laughs> I, pro, I I prompt you on uh, on World of Warcraft lore, so we we can talk about Halo. Tra- I would say my probably my second favorite video game trailer after the Gears of War Gary Jewel's uh, World yes. one. it's a fantastic one as well. Gives
1: gives me the goosey.
0: <laughs> so you know, with these shield bubbles, you know one one thing I was just thinking of that. You know, we had talked about coming into Season 10 and all the stuff that was being taken out of Season 9. So I, I was just kind of thinking about all the different movement items we've had over the course of the different seasons and how they sort of stacked and stacked. And then obviously by the end of Season 9, they had culminated with what was just an absurd amount of different different takes on movement. You know, you had the Shadow monster where you can go invisible. You had the shockwaves. Yeah, you know, that had kind of been around for a while in the form of impulses since the beginning. Um, what else? I mean, we've had like the risk to go and then all this stuff on the map, obviously. But I do wonder if vehicles. maybe, what's
1: that? It's all the vehicles as well. Like, yeah. Know, going yeah. On in season
0: nine. So, and you know, I'm just kind of speculating here, but that, that felt like kind of a trend. You know, it started with like a shopping cart and then it was, the golf cart, and then you know, on and on, and and with the items. I mean, early game, I feel like impulse grenades are the only thing that really did something like that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they so, kill you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I do wonder if if maybe this is going to be a new era of kind of like different protective devices, and you know, when we were talking about kind of the the inventory strategy and how for a while it was like four guns and one healing. And then once the competitive rolled around, it would be like two guns, two healing and one movement item. So I do, I do wonder if like protection is going to be kind of the next, the next trend of, of the sort of miscellaneous items we start picking up.
1: It is, it is kind of ironic, right? That we came to this, you know, culmination of movement items and all the movement, I think Epic first put in the game to be like, you know, get to a safe zone, get out of the storm, you know, type type reason for it. And it turned into, like, ways to use those in, like, a battle or a fight in, like, a really effective yeah. way. And, th- and then they had so many that the storm just became completely irrelevant. People were using those in fights. And now they're like, okay, the storm needs to kind of be relevant again. And people are clearly going to get to the circle without having to, you know, they're smart enough now to leave at a good time and, you know, not get caught in it but now everything everyone is just so aggressive like everyone just goes for a fight so let's put like defensive items against other players and hopefully that is the trend because I feel like that's kind of the way the game needs to go yeah I think so too I I think I'd be I'd be for that if if we started
0: seeing more of this stuff so okay uh in the version 10.20 update we have three items vaulted I think all three of which are fairly significant um the storm flip got vaulted. The drum gun got vaulted, which we were just talking about how that got unvaulted, and the, the very short-lived storm scout sniper rifle got vaulted. Uh, you know, which which of those things do you think is kind of the most significant here?
1: Uh, this, I think, the storm scout sniper. I mean, I do feel like we were kind of oversaturated in the sniper rifle market once they introduced the auto sniper rifle which for some mm-hmm. reason they're keeping over the Storm Scout Sniper and leaving the scope they are on the game. But whatever, Epic, do you. Um, <laughs> and, like, in terms of, like, what next is valuable, Drum Gun, I still, like, I still like it. I still think it's a great early gun game. Can't find an SMG, it's a great pick. They did kind of nerf it to where it became slightly irrelevant because it was worse than an SMG, but still better than, I guess, like, a burst SMG. Uh, and the Storm Flip last. I mean, the Storm Flip is great, but it's, it's just something that it's it's very situational, and at the same time, like I'd rather have like stink grenades or smoke grenades or yeah, stink grenades. So um, that would kind of be my order, and I and I do think for our team, as much as I didn't use the Storm Scout sniper rifle, with how good you were with using it, and like our strategy was like playing the circle with it, uh, I think we will we will miss that to a degree, our trio team. Yeah,
0: the Storm Scout sniper rifle
1: died too young.
0: I mean, I. I get that. It's not, it's not a great gun. Like just, just as a sniper, it was definitely the worst sniper, but yeah, I mean, so much of our strategy is playing the circle and picking our battles. And this was just the, and I I mean, I'm of the three of us, I'm probably the best sniper. So this was just the, the perfect gun for, for me to have when we played together on a team. So I'm kind of bummed. Yeah, it was, it was just fun. It was, it was another thing that was just totally unique. That was one of those things that just, like, never felt like that would be in the game. I, I don't mean the gun specifically, but just the ability to tell where the storm is going to go. I mean, that was something that had never even crossed my mind as, as an ability you could have, let alone have it be attached to a gun you could also use. So it was kind of like it killed two birds with one stone, even if it was the worst sniper of the of the sniper category. But so I was bummed about that. The other two, eh, whatever. But it, uh, all you know, pretty, pretty significant vaulting for for three items, though.
1: Yeah. Also, also an item that people overreacted and were saying that's going to be way too overpowered when it first came out, and then really just became kind of irrelevant for those people with loud voices. This Trump Yeah. So, like something they would pick up and be like, "Where's the next circle?" and they kind of drop it again. Just um, so classic but, Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, classic Fortnite or, to vault or any for, gun that,
0: discourse, I guess.
1: Yeah, and classic Fortnite, to just to just vault any gun that Warner starts to love, they're like, "Oh, it's, Warner, do you like this gun?
0: Back in the vault, dude." My my perfect inventory are probably like all vaulted now, besides chun flashes, yeah. which will probably be vaulted next week. But,
1: so Yeah, <laughs> my perfect
0: inventory would be like, Famas, uh, tactical shock, or no, not what was it called? Heavy shotgun. That heavy shotgun. Um, and then, yeah, pro- I guess Grenade Launcher would probably be next, so heather the Grenade Launcher, Storm Scout Sniper, Chug Splashes, that would probably be, like, my perfect, my perfect loadout, and, uh, yeah, three of those things are gone now, so, tough loss for me, tough, <laughs> okay, last thing, then we'll get out of here, and we haven't really seen this much, we saw it today, but it did get, uh, taken out of the game for, I think, some kind of technical issues. But the, the junk rift, which is just another kind of fun, random, like, what the hell kind of item that got thrown in there. So, yeah, it's basically, you throw it like a grenade, but it just launches a bunch of junk from the sky. <laughs> you know, like the dinosaur figures you see in, uh, uh, in the desert, and what else can come out of that? Can, like, a car come out of that, or what?
1: Cars? Yeah, cars yeah. can come out of it. Um, the different, like, I think, like, the burger, you know, uh, the Dirt Burger head can, like, come out of it. Just, like, anything of those random things could just, you know, drop out of the sky with right.
0: it. Right. So, yeah, and so, okay, so on the, this was the version 10.1 content update, but, uh, so when it comes down, damages players and destroys everything in its path, and with a, a shockwave. And then a direct hits 200. And the shockwave hits 100. And both hits immediately destroy vehicles and destructible objects on impact. And you can stack up to four of them. So this is kind of just weird. And I guess we haven't really seen it enough to have, you know, some a lot to talk about. I I've used it once, and it's been used against me once. And neither time... Did anything really happen, but I don't know. It's
1: just kind of cool. What do, what do you think? I, I mean, it's just a fun item, right? Like, it's going to be something that I necessarily never, I'm like, wow, I need to have a junk grift in my inventory, but um, I'll carry it for as long as it's relevant, and I'll definitely use it. And it'll be funny to see, and I guess there's four things that drop from it. It'll be funny to see, you know, the anchor, port-a-potty, which is probably the best thing to drop out of it, a dinosaur <laughs> or, a po- or a police vehicle. So those are the four things that drop out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing more funny than seeing, right? Like a porta potty or a dinosaur coming out and just dropping out of the air onto like someone who's building a friggin Eiffel tower of a, of a one by one trying to get high ground on you. So I, I just think it's one of those things that obviously, like we said, no one's, no one's saying it's overpowered. People aren't saying there's no use for it. It's just one of those things that, you know, Fortnite kind of threw in there and everyone kind of universally was like, okay, this is kind of a cool item. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, I just think it's, I just think it's one of those items that Epic kind of nails on the head.
0: I really love the imagery of a porta potty destroying the Eiffel Tower, just a giant porta potty <laughs> from the sky, <laughs> destroying the, one of the greatest architectural feats in the world. It's great. Um, yeah, well, okay, let me, let me just go back to, you know, what we talked about a lot earlier in the episode. Did, you might not know this, but I don't really know. Did anyone, like, complain about this, or was this just kind of everyone shrugged their shoulders when it came out?
1: Uh, The only – I watched a lot of streamers around the time this came out, and a lot of them were just kind of wanting to get it just so they could kind of, you know, get, like, their uh, their uh YouTube the content clips? video on it. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think anyone necessarily got hit by it. I was like, this is such a stupid item. Uh, But then again, I mean, people aren't exactly picking these up and using it in competitive because I think they were kind of – during the competitive fights this weekend, they were, what, like, uh taken out of the game for... Right. Um, for yeah, I guess they game? haven't
0: really actually been in the game that long, So I think they just got put back in yesterday, and I think they were taken out after one day. So I think, yeah, pretty much, I guess there just hasn't been a lot of exposure to this item yet.
1: Yeah, and most of the freakouts we see are people that are, you know, playing competitive, like, people, right when, you know, uh all the crazy stuff that came out this season, like mechs and everything, people were like, Oh God! Are we going to see that in competitive play? It's going to be so stupid. And you know, if, if someone uses this perfectly in competitive, they just stack like you know five of these and just like douche, 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 douche and just destroy a guy with them. I'm sure you know there will be an outrage by that person that dies. But I honestly don't think these things are are good enough to to really affect a guy that can you know build and edit like a god. So I really can't see people people having outrage over this.
0: Well, so maybe we were overreacting to the overreaction, because I mean this isn't like a significant thing, but yeah, if this, I guess this does prove that something can can pass through and just everyone's fine with them.
1: Yeah, give it give it one more update.
0: (laughs) I will say this item. There's there's kind of a list of items now that are sort of like. On paper, this thing would be amazing until the end, like if you had it at the end of a game, but it's just not worth carrying it the whole game. You know what I mean like uh yeah, I mean, like the storm flip's a perfect example of that too, where it's just like you don't really want to carry in a storm flip the whole game, but if you had a storm flip at the end, it's gonna be amazing, and I do wonder kind of if it's worth finding room for one of those items.
1: You beat me to it. I was just going to say this item's kind of re- just replacing the Stormflip in terms of, like, you know, the potential damage and annoyance it can do to a player, you know, and when you kind of want to use it. I feel like this and the Stormflip are kind of, you know, in that exact same realm, and that's probably why there wasn't any, like, you know, big freak out with this, and probably why the Stormflip did get vaulted, because this is kind of, you mm-hmm. know, mirrors that item.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, stink grenades belong in that category, too. Where It's like, I mean, they are... They are a little more popular than the other two things we're talking about, but it's also one of those things that's just like if you have, if you have six of those at the end of the game, it's it's a game changer, you know.
1: Mhm.
0: So anyway, all right. Anything else on the junk rift? Try to avoid getting hit by porta potties, I guess.
1: Yeah, just just look out in the sky for you know blue liquid, you know falling from it before a giant porta potty hits you. <laughs>
0: okay, you can follow us on Twitter at snfocus. Send us any questions, comments, or inquiries to Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to get every episode right to your device on iTunes, where you can also rate and review the podcast. We're on SoundCloud as well. And thank you for listening.